like, oh, this tastes like what I have. And I was like, maybe I can't tell the difference between that and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Even point. angels envy it. This podcast brought to you by Angels Envy. Yeah, shout out to my bro. He got me that for my birthday. It's good. That's I really enjoy Angels yeah. Envy. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Too We're Much Free Time We're not sponsored. <laughs> I wish. Hello, welcome to the Too Much Free Time Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship. As always. John Girdler. Happy 51st episode? Yeah, this is the 51st, technically. All right, guys. Well, it's a weird blurred line because it's our number 51st, but we've had like 55 episodes, if you include like the bonus stuff. and Where'd mm. they go? Well, they're on there. Oh, Zanny Poppins is on there? No, no, I'm talking about like our bonus episodes, oh, like the stuff oh, that were in oh, theaters. Real and, like, bonus. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Not the that ones are that, not the oh, ones that should, are in the uh, Disney vault. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we should release our first ever uh, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I haven't listened to that in forever. Isn't it Wait, really bad? No, no, the first one we ever did, was, was that one? That was it's the test run. Trick or Treat. Oh, do you still have that? It's somewhere. I'd love to give that a We were so young. We were, and we were drunk, and I think I said... What was the word I kept repeating? It was it regardless. It was regardless. Oh my yes. I say oh. regardless like a thousand oh, I times. I forgot about that. Look discretion. at you now. You've come a long way. Have I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Mark's segue from regardless trying to get us back to what Mark wanted to talk about. I was trying to find my catchphrase, guys. Yeah, and regardless. <laughs> Boy, did you find it. it. But so by the time so we're recording this on Sunday, but this will probably yeah. go up. Halloween or the day before Halloween. So this is, for all intents and purposes, our Halloween episode. For all intensive purposes. Uh, Happy Halloween. Intense purposes. Mm. There is a tent in this movie. Happy Halloween. I'm sad Zach can't be here. R.I.P. He got wasted last night. As the bearded lady. That was a fun party. I thought the intro was a little shorter than usual. (laughs) (laughs) Because we we didn't introduce somebody. (laughs) There's an empty chair next to me. <laughs> There's an empty table. But it was my pick, so I will gladly introduce the movie. Please. For my pick, I selected The Conjuring 2. We had already done The Conjuring on this podcast, and we really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. And so, Claps um, around. you know, why wouldn't we do the sequel? Which, uh, you know, quick early thoughts. Did you guys enjoy the sequel to Conjuring? Absolutely. <laughs> John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but for some reason, how you did that was like a sports thing of like, absolutely. Back to you, John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed The Conjuring as well. I also, it was my Another pleasure. modern day classic from James Wan. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been this good since Saw. <laughs> yeah, it's it really is. Um, I You had texted me when you were watching it. It's a horror movie that doesn't do anything new necessarily. But it revisits the, our, like we said before, tripping on tropes, mm-hmm. but in such a great, well-executed way that it doesn't bother you. Yeah, it executes the stereotypes differently. Because there are a lot of cool shots in here. I was like, whoa, that's so neat that they did it that way. Exactly. I was going to compliment the camera work. I yeah. thought, like That's something I don't typically notice yeah. as a novice moviegoer, but I really noticed oh, it. It's so that's, one of, that's one of my early notes. I talked about a lot of the panning one takes that were just through the different rooms and following the kids from room to room. It gives really you a good. sense of like the house, like what the layout, layout actually oh, is. That's one of my favorite. There's another movie that did that that we watched where the beginning is just going through the house as people are kind of going oh. about their daily life to get you used to the layout. Oh, was it? I don't think Hereditary did that. But Hereditary was it the Babysitter it. Hell House one? Oh man, I can't remember. But I like it when 
movies do that. They're setting they set up you your up. Layout. It's like so get to know this place because this is where the movie's going to be. Right. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Ninety percent of the movie takes place in this one house. Maybe it's the Conjuring one. Outside. It might have been the first Conjuring. Oh yeah, in the country they kind of do that setup too, because it's them moving into the house and the kids going from room to room playing those games. Yeah, so it could be, could have been that. James, fool me once. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you hadn't seen The Conjuring or The Conjuring Two, these movies follow the quote-unquote true cases of Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, paranormal paranormal investigators, who you know cleanse houses of demons and what have you. This one's interesting though because this actually isn't one of their cases. And uh, not to get too much into the weeds in it, but somehow the studio has a lawsuit with the Warrens where they couldn't use certain cases. And so their loophole around it was they could use them as characters, but attached them to other paranormal cases. So like the Warrens did show up to the, uh, is it infield, the infield mm-hmm. house, but they were there for like a day and then left. They weren't really involved in this very well-documented paranormal experience. Like, I kind of went down a Wikipedia rabbit hole when I was reading up how much of this was true. And uh, so it, the movie wasn't lying at the end when it says that this is one of the most documented paranormal experiences. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Well, the fact that it one of the last things where it says she died in the same chair... Oh yeah, the mom. Yeah, was that? Ooh, no, not sure. the mom. It, no, was, it was the mom. The mom it wasn't lived Janet? in the house. Yeah, it was the mom lived in the house. It was the mom. The okay, it said the mom, I yeah. forget their names. Yeah, they... clearly not Janet, and I didn't remember that when I was reading that line. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, the mom died in the chair where the old man did. That was pretty messed I've up. I've heard the chair is still rocking to this day. <laughs> when that chair's a rocking, don't come a knocking. Oh, Valak. <laughs> well, Valak wasn't in the chair. The old man was in the chair. Bill Wilkerson. Bill, William Wilkerson. <laughs> it's never about the chair. You, f- I wrote that down in my notes. I went, you fool. It was never about the chair. Oh, But yeah, so this movie just follows a British family. Uh, How does it start? I love the start. Oh, well, I was going to do the okay. synopsis of okay. the movie before we just, get into the beginning. Just not overlook Sorry. the start. I love it. Sorry, yeah. I, I wrote that down too. But the synopsis of this movie is basically a haunting in a British house in infield in is that how you pronounce it infield infield england it's and pronounced england mark <laughs> it's pronounced england yeah and uh bruv. <laughs> bruv. and it's just about this one family particularly a daughter who is being harassed by what appears to be a spirit of an old man who died in the house previous to them moving in and the warrants are called in to solve the crime well, the ghost problem. <laughs> I know you're doing just like a brief synopsis, but I wanted to comment that I really liked how it, they didn't do the whole thing of like them not believing her. Like they were all exposed to this early on so that they oh. were like, like Janet didn't have to prove that oh, something wait, was happening. Wait, do you mean to the audience or to the Warrens? To the Warrens and to the well, mom the, well, and the sister. Yeah, I appreciated that there was never a doubt to the audience, that yeah. they didn't play that angle of like, oh, is she lying? And then till right. the end, then you realize... I like that we get the upfront like oh, didn't waste our time. Shit's yeah. going down. Yeah, and even a movie that's two hours long didn't, and because it's it was a little more complicated than just the straight because we didn't just follow the Infield house. You know, there was an yeah. a, it was an hour before the Warrens even showed up to yeah, their that was house. About, well, like we had seen the the stuff field, going on, yeah, but yeah. the Warrens didn't get there for a while, and yeah. so we were following their whole thing. And so to be able to cut that, like, is it true? Is it not true? It's like, no, dude, we're in this movie. We know it's true. 
Yeah, we know what's going down. Yeah, we have to play that game. Right, but like you were saying, this movie does open up in probably what the Warrens' most famous case is, which is the Amityville Horror, and uh, that's a great movie, too. I didn't like the remake of that with Ryan Reynolds or whatever, but the original still holds up, in my opinion, and that's a crazy story to read about, even though... Hasn't the Amityville haunting been one of those hauntings that's like, as the years have gone by, everyone's it's like, okay, real. so that's not real. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know this, the murder's real. That dude did kill all those people, but... Well, even when you watch possessed. the movie, the end, they're just leaving the house, and they're... Like, the movie itself doesn't do a very good job convincing me that it was real, because they're just able to leave the house in their van in the middle oh, of the Oh, yeah, night. well, once they get uh, get far enough away, the, guy, the dad's unpossessed or whatever. Is that how that works? <laughs> I don't. Well, that's the problem. Demons on a collar. <laughs> well, that's what I always with these movies, with the haunting movies that always kind of like bug me a little bit. Is sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Like in Conjuring One, remember they yeah. couldn't leave the house because it was attached to the mom. Like that was a whole big thing. But then in the Amityville Horror, yeah, they could just leave the house and then their troubles were done. So, what is it, demons? Like, make up your mind. Are you attached to us? Or are you just haunting our property? Like, gosh. Well, I think there are some demons that are known as hosts. Um, <laughs> and there's another type of demon that are known as uh, nomads <laughs> that don't need to be contained. Hosts, they're the house ones. They're like, oh, come into my demon house. Yeah, they're very good hosts. Yeah, they're very good hosts. <laughs> well, and Amtaville was supposed to be, like, literally a portal to hell. Oh, yeah, that was the thing, right? Yeah. Right. Because it was something with a basement. I can't yeah. even remember it. Yeah, uh, it was a hell portal. <laughs> classic her- classic her- hell portal. Oh, know. yeah. <laughs> Not an Indian burial ground, no. A portal to hell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, a plumber. Like, what, oh, see what your problem is. you got a good old classic uh, portal to hell down here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to that's gonna take a lot to fix. <laughs> but, yeah, the opening with the Amity. I liked how this was filmed because mm-hmm. it's the seance. That really did happen at Amityville. There's photos of it and everything, and there's video of Elaine Warren freaking out at the seance, and I don't know if her quote of, like, this is the closest to hell I ever want to be is real, but, you know, I found sources that said that she had said that, but I liked how they filmed this, where she was the dad and was going from room to room just popping those No, kids. No, she wasn't the dad. She was the... Uh... Like it's like an uncle or something. Oh yeah, it's the uncle. Sorry, the uncle that was possessed that did the murders. Yeah, though. the horror. So that did the horror. <laughs> so similarities. Since I guess the Conjuring one, we did set up the house type of thing, kind of shot. This her walking through the house. I got Insidious vibes. Oh yeah, you know where I they like put under and they're like going through the house. So it's interesting the similarities between James Wan's like little children horror children yeah. movies. It's cool. It's horror, cool. Horror movies always prove the simple truth that children are terrifying. Hmm. Laughing children in a dark place are terrifying. <laughs> I love the cuts. So like when she like cocks the gun and shoots and it just like the camera cuts and it's like a little jump and then they're dead. Oh and yeah, you it's see just the blood, the blood type of thing. Them. And yeah. the same thing when like the the demon thing was moving and stuff, it's like unnatural, another insidious type of thing that they were doing. I really like that. I did too. I I agree. It was a good way of showing violence without having to, like, I know this movie was a true R, but they used their rated R-ness in you know appropriately. They didn't just make it a like gore fest. Yeah, there's no elevator. Which is definitely a sequel mistake. Like a lot of sequels, you know, even Scream Two makes fun of that. Bloodier. Yeah, you got to up the body count. You got to up the blood. More deaths. But The Conjuring doesn't do that. It just kind of. 
I guess it ups the the demonness. I don't know how to more demons, that. Maybe. more demons. Yeah, because <laughs> this introduces us to the nun, right? Uh, the oh, do you see? Do you see the nun in, in the, the basement? I don't. I thought you didn't see her yet. No, you see, you, she's in the basement. Not in the Amityville part. Yes. Oh, really? I thought you yeah. just saw a spirit, oh. and then she's like looking off camera, and then she freaks out at the seance. No, no, she's in oh. the basement. Oh. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, the nun like screams at her or something. Like yeah, and then that's why later when he has the dream, oh, and then yeah, he's you're painting right. his his cool just painting. Classic, like, oh, I woke huh. up, thought I'd paint this demon. Nun. I couldn't get it out of my head, so I thought maybe putting it on a huge ass canvas and then hanging <laughs> for it everyone in my to office. see. Yeah. yeah, and then he'd been painting Amityville too. You're like, yeah, he painted Amityville and he painted the Conjuring house. Yeah, it's like you don't know what you're looking like. What? Okay, it was weird. He is a he's a weird artist. <laughs> but yeah, I I just what a cool little mini horror movie. Oh yeah, it was a tight little story, and I did laugh though because th- like you don't see what the other people at the seance are doing. It just focuses on Ed and Lorraine. But I just kept thinking, imagine being at that seance, and she just told you like, "Think of a light you know, around you; it'll protect you." And then all of a sudden, Elaine were just screaming bloody oh murder. Mike! Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 just, Which one of you didn't think of the light? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, oh my god, I didn't think of the light. Oh, it's totally my fault. <laughs> I've never been good at these games. <laughs> I kept. I just went through my grocery list. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sweating bullets. Yeah. You're the reason she dies. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But then I I do mark off in a negative column. I, I give this movie a mark because when it cuts from this to you know the London family the in Infield uh, the Hod Hodgson. Sorry, I couldn't think of the last name. The Hodgson family. They use London calling. And it's so mm. on the nose and so overused <laughs> in movies. Like, I love that song. I'm a big fan of The Clash. But whenever any movie takes place in London and they're letting the audience know they're going to London, they always play London's Calling. And it is – I hate it. I hate it so much. It literally made me groan. I was watching it go, oh, come on. Would you like a little kids choir singing London Bridge? Yeah. Yeah, it's either that or sharing Big Ben. What about Fergie singing um, London Bridge coming down or whatever? I would have come every time you come around. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been so out of place, but I would have been with it. I've been like James Wan taking chances. Oh, that's like a Knight's Tale type of thing. (laughs) Like, this is not... That's true. Time appropriate. It's like a new wave kind of thing. If it's a song you like... And they're just filling in the audience. I don't see the problem. Well, because while that song's playing, they're also showing everything that made London London at that time in the eighties. You just so. mean it's too in your face, or seventies, I should say. Yeah, it was it was way too on the nose. You know what I mean? But uh, other than that, we're in London now. <laughs> London's calling, London Mark. You better calling. pick up. But yeah, it was interesting how we're introduced to this family. I guess it was a sense to like humanize with them relate with them because we're introduced to the main girl um what's her name janet 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 and it's her talking with her friend about maybe sneaking out and she gets in trouble for holding her friend's cigarette and it's kind of one of those this isn't really important to the plot but and she has a brother who stutters yeah did you did you catch the name of the bully peter yeah yeah that hits home for me (laughs) <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, we all have a Peter in our life, huh, that likes to just pick away at us. <laughs> Peter's pecker. <laughs> but, yeah, like I guess it just shows that they're kind of um, – it's kind of a setup of they're a close-knit family. Dad's not in the picture. It, it's the why you want to relate to these people and why you feel bad that they're being haunted. 
which to be honest i feel like that's not always necessary i mean i'm gonna feel bad for anybody being haunted <laughs> they can't even afford biscuits I which are cookies that. I love that scene because that stuttering kid was obsessed with biscuits. His only <laughs> lines in this movie were about biscuits, mm-hmm. and then him stuttering while like people were trying oh. to help him. <laughs> Don't eat too many of those; you're gonna get dry mouth. <laughs> I won't. Proceeds to eat all of them. I like it's such a different thing. I feel like it's usually kids like don't drink too much water before bed or whatever. You're gonna wet the bed or have to get up to go to the bed. <laughs> don't eat too many biscuits. You're gonna get dry mouth and wake up and have to get water because that's the worst thing that could happen. I, he reminded <laughs> me of a kid that should have been a character in like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You're right. You know? Yeah, he's definitely the cowboy kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, his, Mike TV. His song would have been about biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> the Oompa Loompas would have sang about his obsession with biscuits. That wouldn't have translated well across the big sea, though. Because this, <laughs> like, before I remembered we were in England, I was like, what does he want with Pillsbury? <laughs> <laughs> I did like that line, though, because the mom was like, we don't have any money for biscuits. Next scene, here's some biscuits. But I thought you said we didn't have any money. <laughs> I did want to quit smoking. Bitch, you've been smoking? <laughs> You're broke. Yeah. Get that shit up. <laughs> How many packs a day was she? Like, golly. She's just trying to fit in. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, this is this is though when we're set up to the house and we're like I was saying the one take of which shows room to room. You're watching the kids going from room to room. It was easy. There's like four rooms. Well, yeah, but it's just you got the <laughs> dichotomy of where each kid sleeps, where mm-hmm. the tent was, how the stairs. You know, yeah, a simple layout. Oh, yeah, and they set up the stuff, too. You know, like, you see the chair, and they, they make sure that that chair is there. Yeah, you see what's going to be haunted. Yes, the and the toy, stuff. Crooked Man toy, yeah. How toy is to... that a toy? Yeah, exactly. it's a scary jingle. Great question. Uh, is it, like, an equivalent of... Uh, Ring you know, Around the Rosie? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, like, where we just as kids didn't realize how messed up that was. But they, they recognize it being messed up because when it becomes incarnate, it scares him. Because, yeah, it's a creepy-looking dude. Right. It kind of reminded me of It. It's like played on their biggest fear or whatever. That's yeah. a good call. Yeah. But, I yeah, movies like this always like show toys that are later going to be used. Like, they introduce them in innocent ways that are later going to be dark. Darkly yeah, Janet trying to help him overcome his stutter mm-hmm. with a scary rat. That was nice. I liked that scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I like it in movies that aren't a... When there's a movie that's not about a family, like, necessarily coming together or when it's a movie where the premise isn't about the family necessarily like that when there's those moments of genuine like sibling connection or things like that those are always nice oh they add mark you got a softer side (laughs) don't spread those lies (laughs) i'm soulless john but (laughs) you know i don't know they just add something to the movie that Again, I, I guess its point is to make it more relatable and human, and it works. It's like it's super simple, takes maybe three lines of dialogue, and does wonders in terms of what the overall story. So and I don't know. I really enjoy that. Research shows that movies need to win you over in like the first ten minutes of liking a character, and so yeah. this was like establishing. Yeah, there's like weird rules like that. I think mm-hmm. I talked about it before with Bone Tomahawk of like the it's some rule of thumb where when you, if you write a script within the first 10 pages, if you don't have, like, if you're not hooked, then the whole story's off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got to know where it's going, who the characters are. So, and that kind of roughly translates to about 10 minutes, like a minute of yeah. page. Just but generic research shows that. Yeah. And <laughs> generic, you know, I'm not going to cite anything specific. Yeah. The Wikipedia. early days of Wikipedia over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So once the family set up though, I, I guess we're seeing, 
we sh- we see them play with a homemade Ouija board, but I guess that doesn't really like that doesn't trigger anything. I thought does that would it? come back into play, but it never really. It almost seemed did. like a misdirect. Well, where it the was mom found be, it. Yeah, it was supposed to be there to plant that they were making it up, like, and that's okay. when it came back. Oh, I guess because I thought yes. of anything that we would have seen it when it was under the bed, you know, and we were zooming in that yeah. it would have like gone over to yes, like or for something the audience, like that, to see. but it didn't, which I actually ultimately appreciate. Well, yeah, because I was, I misremembered when I was watching this because I know we we watched it in theaters together mm-hmm. when it initially came out, and I had forgotten about the Ouija board. So when I was watching it for this, I was almost a little mad. I was like, oh no, is this a stupid because the kids played with a Ouija board, they opened something like. That's been done to death. But I really just think that's a coincidental. You well, know what I mean? So and I, like you like you said, it sets up the maybe the kids are lying. But the mom's she did say, Janet did say, yeah, I've already done it, and it's answered a bunch of things. So oh, she I had been that. talking to it. Hmm. I didn't catch that either. I didn't catch that. So, But then it's weird because if it is the same, the nun thing, like it's clearly still targeting the Warrens somehow. Yeah, so it's kind of uh, like that part's kind of confusing to me. That's that's something that I think when you think about overall in the story, that's where it kind of starts to fall apart a little bit. That's you, why I don't because you don't understand why the nun would have targeted this family to try to get the war. You know what I mean? Like there's like a weird level of what was the game plan here? Nun. <laughs> have you seen the nun movies, the spinoff movies? Just the I... one movie. Does it? Play into Sucks that ass story yes. at all? It, it's, the origin, it. it's the origin of the nun. But it's uh, not even the origin of the nun. Because the nun is already... A th- the, the thing is already bad at the beginning of the movie. Well, I just mean the sense of... like It's just an older well, cause, thing. Because how, how the nun ends is, with, is the setup for what happens at the beginning of Conjuring 1. But not even... Like, it's so farther. the nun is a prequel to both these movies. Yeah, but it's like... Oh my god! Don't watch it. <laughs> not worth your time. We're not talking about the nun. Yeah, we're not talking about that right now. The nun is a lot scarier in this movie right. than it is in the nun. But yeah, the with this though, the hauntings start pretty much that first night, and it. I wouldn't say they start out subtle necessarily. They don't, and I like that. Yeah, I like that it kind of just goes to eleven pretty much right off the bat because yeah. she just wakes up on the floor and yeah. then yeah. and you're like whoa, and, then and the, that was a great shot. That it was. was that was cool. And then the I liked. <laughs> The banging on the door, and then the sisters being like, "What the hell are you banging?" Like, what are you talking about? Going to bed, thing, yeah. So. And the thing, like, those are that's big. Yeah, it was right big. off the bat, and you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, if this was paranormal activity. That would have been an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. After everything in the kitchen kind of shuffles. <laughs> but yeah, I I like that. I also think it's weird though in this movie that it's kind of like what you said when you were talking about uh, the Warrens don't really get there for like an hour. Because the other half of this movie, it's like one half is, you know, this family dealing with this haunting. The other half is like a weird Ed and Lorraine, like, love story. <laughs> you know what I it's mean? It's another family dealing with another haunting. Hmm. Whose daughter plays the most insignificant role. Yet, well, she's in also in the first one, and she's not completely insignificant either. But it, I... I've been kind of confused with that. I know there's a Conjuring 3 that comes out next year. I'm pumped. I'm curious if they're going to talk. Maybe they talk about in the Annabelle movie, like the most recent one. Does the daughter, like Ed and Lorraine's daughter, does she have Lorraine's gift in this movie? Because I know that was a dream sequence, but it's also, it's a similar setup that happened in the first movie where the daughter's able to see the spirit. 
You know what I mean? Like she senses and oh yeah, sees she's targeted spirit. in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. And There's a big and, thing. And I know it's a like I said, it's a dream in this one, but she sees the nun and then down the hallway and stuff like that. So, are they like setting that up for maybe in a later movie she's gonna have more of a gift? Thing? I think I, I would know. not like that. Um. She gets superpowers. Yeah, it's so oh, that they God. don't have to use the the Warren's likeness anymore. They can, so just, can just use hers. Yeah. <laughs> the daughter doesn't care. But she is a Warren, and isn't it their family that has the problem? Yeah, it's the it's their extended family that has like the rights to the stories Golly. or whatever. Mm. Scummy. I don't know what they're complaining about. They're making Patrick me- Patrick Wilson and Viga Fumera look ten times better Whoa. than the real Warrens. Now everyone <laughs> is beautiful in their own way, Mark. Not the Warrens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They kind of had a little New Jersey vibe looking, especially Ed. Yeah, looked I Looked like that. he could have been a mini mobster. Yeah. Ed could have looked like he walked off those houses after being like, God bless you, to be like, okay, let's get down there. We got to get back to the mall. <laughs> Just go back to the shore. But, uh, sorry, I lost where we were in the... So the after the first Just time... Talking, yeah, about... Because they were on the TV show and they were being questioned. I, yeah, I thought that was interesting that they in this movie they leaned into the skepticism the Warrens faced. Because they didn't do that in the first movie. In the first movie, they set up the Warrens as like this world-renowned, like everybody knows that they fight demons. And that's just accepted. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the there's they use the actual recording, right? At the end. Then they oh. should play the actual. So this was like a real event that took place. Well, like I no, I know the Warrens definitely went on TV shows and talked about that and stuff, and always just the fed first optimism. Conjuring movie didn't have that part. Yeah, so that's what I'm just getting at is that it's a weird kind of take of them, I guess this time trying to play it off like, oh well, yeah, the Warrens did face criticism about their beliefs and what have you, but and Ed was just strong and faithful. He was just ooh, he was livid. Ugh. And you're a doctor of what exactly? I loved that actually. That was a great comeback because you know that doctor didn't have anything to say. <laughs> Clearly, well, it wasn't not... impressive. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what the Warrens are just hanging out because I guess Lorraine is still shell shook from the Amityville house. Is this where? Is it another couple hauntings and then we see the nun in their the house? painting? And then she goes, I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. And then he's like, wait, why? And then she's like, well, do you trust me? And he's like, well, yeah. And then that's the end of that convo. Well, she had a vision of him dying, right? Didn't this already happen before? Well, the nun showed him a vision of him dying when she was at Amityville. Yeah. And then she saw it again. But this is after the painting. Yeah, after the painting. I feel like that was worth mentioning, though, because that's what's driving the rest of her actions. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, is the whole looming will Patrick Wilson be murdered by the nun? Ooh. But, yeah, there's like three more. I feel like there's three more instances of crazy shit happening in the house because it's the last one. Yeah, the cops come over. Yeah, because it's them fleeing to the neighbors. And then the cops come. I loved the cops investigating, even though I have to say, maybe we're on the same page with this, Peter. I started laughing because all I could think about was what we do in the shadows. Yeah. When the cops come <laughs> over and the vampires have like made them believe that they're not seeing anything. <laughs> oh, you see, you see what we got here? That's yeah, a fire, fire yeah, code you gotta, violation. You got a, a bunch of candles next to a kerosene <laughs> like 
bottle under a life fixture. That's just not not safe. It's like, have you checked these uh, smoke detectors? (laughs) That whole scene, that kills me. So even though this was supposed to be a tense moment of the police searching, I kept thinking of that scene from what we do in the shadows. Why did did they use a chair to get up on the wall? Like when she was like inspecting the wall. I think she was trying to see if it was coming from the roof, like the ceiling, like above them or the wall itself. Oh, okay. She did admit that this was beyond them. So clearly. I loved... (laughs) I, okay, so well, the two parts I loved about it was one that they showed another thing of multiple people saw crazy things happen in the house. It's not just the family, so it sets up more of a realistic like it's not gonna be one of those movies. Of, oh, should we believe them or not? Which I like settling that and just focusing on let's let's get rid of this demon. Yeah, because <laughs> you see the interview on the couch even before they get there. And- right, and then but I also liked the when they're shown being on TV. I loved the like procedural cops walking towards the camera, acting, just making small talk, and then just stopping and staring at the and camera. And their names, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then their police, like official lingo of like, we searched the house and we found no signs of forced entry. Uh, I saw the chair move and I checked the chair and I saw no strings nor other attachments that would uh, have otherwise moved it. So I felt that it was super, like, it was such like by the book. I loved that. I don't know why, but it just. Hit all the right notes for me. Yeah, I, the the skeptical woman in here, the skeptical oh from Dr. Run Lola Run. Yeah, that's yeah. where I know her from. <laughs> the antagonist, like well, you, I wouldn't say the antagonist. I know, it's supposed to be a joke that didn't land. And like, Scully, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. But like her skepticism in the face of things that she had even seen, you know, like wasn't good enough and she's like well you know little kids can be ingenious little pranksters like yeah but to do that some of this kind of stuff well i thought that was interesting because in like i said i went down the wikipedia loophole or wormhole on this and um so she's her real character what her characterization of of what happened is actually what most people believe now which is there was a haunting but she also believes some of it wasn't real because the kids liked the attention because it was all these people were asking him questions. All these people were coming over and like talking to him, and you know, they were these isolated kids. So. Salem witch trials. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So <laughs> it was, it was one of those things where it was part of it. And I think the daughter even said she f- has come out and said she faked some of them. That's just Valak making her say that or <laughs> but, it's going to kill all her but, family. But like it tracks though, that that would make sense with kids this young, you know, enjoying the spotlight and so maybe playing up into it a little bit um so it's interesting that they play her in more of a negative light i this is further ahead in the movie but i loved her line of like I, this made me laugh so hard of the whole you wouldn't believe i don't know which worse is these families that make up the demons or the demons themselves and just elaine warren's like it's the demons <laughs> it's always the demons yeah <laughs> it's like well that's True, I guess. <laughs> We're just trying to think bad. of something clever to say. <laughs> it was a joke, Lorraine. <laughs> it's pretty clever. <laughs> just how she looks at it's the demons, of course. Yeah. Well, I feel stupid. Yeah. Thanks, Lorraine. That would be a good line to show on the trailer if it wasn't on there already. Oh, the You know, to show to the comedic side of this movie, which there wasn't <laughs> one, really. Oh, no, there was. The, and it was, whose guitar is that? Oh, God, I hated that. Patrick Wilson singing. That's, again, we're kind of skipping ahead. But, we uh, can go there though. 
Yeah. Well, let's let's break down. Take let's break down. So the the Lord the Warrens are called in by the church because the church believes the family, but they don't have proof, and so the Warrens are going to be an unofficial. You know, hand of the church. Because it's a media circus. Exactly. A lot of red tape to get through in the church. Yeah. No, oh, Catholics don't need that right now. Yeah. Oh. Margaret Thatcher out there. You know, Iron Lady. Iron Lady. What a movie. Shutting down coal mines. Oh, they ah. don't need that. That's, that's politically what's happening at that time period, John. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> it's called a history book, John. Maybe we should open one one day. But <laughs> it's not just a coffee table book. <laughs> It's the demons, Mark. But <laughs> always the it's demons. always the demons. But uh, that's why they're heading over to London. Is I think that's when, once they take that job, is when the painting stuff happens, right? Where she falls asleep. Because I want to break down this scene because it's the scene that stuck with me from yeah, the Yeah, it really scared you. I don't... I have no reasoning behind it. Something about that this scene scared the shit out of me. And Peter can do a test of me losing my mind in the theater while this is awesome. happening. Oh wow. What did you do yeah. to lose I, your mind? I so I wasn't scared until I was like on edge and then it's you know, Vega Fermera falls asleep and the daughter like gets up and leaves the room and then Vega Fermera's like I forgot the daughter's name was like, Where'd you go? And she falls her into the hallway and it's like, What's wrong? It's like Mom, who's that? And it's a long ass hallway, and the nun is just standing there. And I immediately just out loud went, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> just in the movie theater, and then Vika, it turns and then just walks into the room, just floats, just floats to the other room. And Vika Fumera starts falling. And I go, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" <laughs> I'm literally just going like, "No! No! 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 No!" Like I was losing my mind for some reason. <laughs> Something about that just like triggered my worst fear. <laughs> it was really cool. The stuff with the lights, yeah, and how like in the dark. Oh, the, the portrait it was, like, there, yeah. and then the light was on. Well, it was back to the painting. The genuine fake out scare of when she's in the room and the lights are going off, and she turns on the light, and you think the painting's gonna jump out at her at that point, but nothing happens. The eyes do change. That. That scared me. But then the Amtaville house painting like shakes, shakes, and, and then, then the shadow, like the shadow walking around. You're like, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah, the shadow was not my friend. <laughs> I did not like that. But isn't it's it is a little funny that oh. it gets behind the painting and then it like grabs the painting and then runs at her with the painting. Yeah, yeah. and then it's like, ah. But <laughs> I'm telling you, like the just the shot of the long hallway with that thing at the end of the hallway like hit me in my soul <laughs> which should be appreciated because i feel like movies don't usually do that to you no they specifically don't you. <laughs> they yeah. don't and i hate i that's why i didn't like it <laughs> it was a feeling i was not used to and i don't want to feel that again so thanks movie yeah so thanks to the nun for not being a good movie <laughs> yeah so now i can get over it <laughs> yeah oh it's just that piece of shit okay <laughs> next exactly but yeah, so now we're Warrens take the case. They're in London, and you know it is a media circus. And I forgot the name of the other doctor. We talked about the girl from Run Lola Run. That's the skeptic. But then there's the other guy who's Maurice, there. crazy old Maurice, <laughs> crazy old Maurice. And he's the one that's like all aboard the this house is being haunted train. Yeah, and um, it's a train I don't want to be on. Yes, yeah, he. he I liked how that character played it, where he was very overexcited, I guess, about everything, which added a good like yin and yang to, you know, that other the run the little run characters like dynamic. So I liked that. Um, 
Is this, yeah, this is when, because uh, they decide to stay in the house with that family, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, I thought that was a weird choice. But I, I get the logic of like, you know, you want to be in the thick of it. But I was like, also, you know, this isn't your house. <laughs> and then you had the little cute little convo. It's like, I don't think I can like sleep in another bed from you. <laughs> I laughed about that because they act and dress so like Puritan. Yeah. And yet but that was not a Puritan comment right there. It was not because I actually half expected the Warrens to have separate beds like 50s style. <laughs> like, I bet you cracked a little smile when she said that. Give you something to look forward to. I, I like, laughed. Hmm. I laughed. I was like, yeah, they're going to bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what that meant? <laughs> or at least spoon. <laughs> <laughs> or they're just going to sleep next to each other and hold hands. Yeah. Pray to the Lord. The <laughs> The uh, the haunting that happens that night, though, is pretty sweet because that girl straight up just teleports into the other room. Yeah. Well, and that's like, so she's on the ceiling first. Oh, yeah, And you're he's right. in the chair. And then she's like, what is happening? And her arm is still tied for whatever purpose. It doesn't yeah. mean anything now. But that's after we saw the Crooked Man in the neighbor's house, too. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, the Crooked Man happens. Nope. The Crooked Man happens before the Warrens get there. Really? Yeah. When, when it goes from crooked man to well, it's girl funny because to dog. the neighbors are like, "You can stay here as long as you need." First night, crooked man, they're back at their house. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Get the fuck out of <laughs> no, my really? house!" Yeah. What did y'all think of how that was like portrayed? Oh, you mean that it went from dog to crooked man to girl? Yeah, like how it manifested. That was kind of scary. Really? I that so was the, a little cheesy. The crooked man startled me, but I do think the CGI was not where they put a lot of the money mm-hmm. in this movie. I'd agree. The idea is scary. Oh, the idea the is idea scary. The idea is scary because you see it vanish from the toy and then it's, you know, that it's going to be out and about. I will say it was one of the more poorly set up, like a little bit on the nose. Like you knew some shit was going to happen with the dog bell where it was like, why is he ringing the dog bell, mommy? It's like, oh, well, we trained him to. Yeah, but you thought it was going to gonna go be out. outside. No, it was the dog. <laughs> no, it's your sister. No, it's the crooked man. <laughs> then it's back to your sister. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I thought that was scarier than when the crooked man comes back l- towards the end of the movie attacking Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. blind Patrick Wilson, <laughs> which were cool shots. <laughs> yeah, they were cool. I just that scene was wasn't as scary. Yeah. So she was taped to the ceiling, and this was like the workaround because they had locked the room, so right, the they, demon was like getting her into that room by pulling, by her, pulling through her through the, ceiling. the floor, yeah. which was insane. Cheat codes, man. Yeah. Demon playing with Chico's. Bill Wilkerson. Did we ever get explained why that room in particular was targeted? Uh, Because, like, we know the chair was where the old man died, and that was in the corner of the living room. And also, I like the aesthetic of the wallpaper around the chair. I don't know if you noticed. The rest of the room was fine, like, in decent shape, but the wallpaper and everything around the chair was, like, super dead. Like everything was like blackened that. out and was like kind of gross. Hmm. So I thought that added a nice aesthetic. I mean, if you think about the end game, if this is Valak setting up Patrick Wilson's death, the oh, tree fall out of the tree, the tree is out outside that window. So they targeted the room to like set that up. But I it's guess. also where the girls are sleeping. So I don't, like maybe it's just because it's Janet's room too. I don't really know. Yeah, hmm. that, I, that was just something they didn't really set up totally well they did set up the crosses pretty well i liked the crosses maneuver where she when she gets teleported in there and they just all just slunk down upside down i was like nah, that's 
That's pretty scary. That was pretty scary, yeah. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> has she already had the water in her mouth at this point where they're trying to prove that... Well, that's when... I, that's, that's when they first the next, stay. That's the next day. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was the b- the first day they get there. But uh, anyway, because like, when she gets held in the room, that's when the mom also sees... like, I guess it's... I kept writing down uh, Ghost Inception because you know, having seen it before, you know that Valak is controlling the old man's ghost to do these bad things. Yeah, it was Ghost Ghost Bill. It was Ghost Ghost. <laughs> but when the mom sees the old man ghost, it has Valak's eyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that was pretty scary when you see scary old man in the room. He has his the mother's sh- eyes. Beating the shit out <laughs> of uh, that little girl. <laughs> it's pretty messed up. Keeps biting people. Ugh. I didn't like that. I don't know why, but that kind of was like a... Oh, uh, the biting? It, yeah, why is like it biting people? Missing his two teeth or whatever. It's like, what's the game plan there? I don't know why. I was like, I would expect scratching or like bruises, but like biting seems weird. <laughs> Love bites. Love bites. But yeah, the so the ventriloquist scene to see if she's trying to trick them, I guess. Well, that was a cool scene. I liked how that was shot too. The the they had to turn around. It was really blurry. But then blurry. But she yeah, changes. She changes yeah. into the old man, then back it into was cool. the girl. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I did laugh at the uh the skeptics being like, She could have just swallowed the water and then drank more while you weren't looking. And I, I, that'd have been pretty noticeable, I feel like. Yeah, to be I guess. Fine. Sure. <laughs> But yeah. But you I, also know that it is trying to make it look like it's not real either. Yeah, that's true. Which was an interesting because it, it would it could have totally talked with them looking. At well, because it did earlier. Yeah. So it it's trying to make us think. I mean, we already know it's real, but it's trying to feed to the skeptics of it's not real. Well, that well that brings in the question of like, what's the nun's game plan? Because I think the nun didn't want them to be in the house. So, did the nun want the little girl? And why? And if, was her backup plan was like, well, if I can't get the girl, I'll just kill Patrick Wilson? Was that, like, the game plan? It's hard to say. Because, like, the whole, it's kind of well, jumped to it the end. Because it did say he wants her, and he um, or it wants her. It almost has her. Right. So, it does want her, and I guess maybe it's, like, stay away, Lorraine, or Ed's gonna die. I I guess because like jumping towards the end where we find out because Lorraine hasn't been able to sense any spirits in the house. And that's kind of been one of the things of like, oh, I don't know if we can trust these kids, these crazy kids and their ghost stuff. Um, but when they get away from the house and they get on the train or whatever, when they're far enough away from the house, Elaine, or, you know, she like feels the spirit. She like can sense, you know, the demon thing. Yeah, when the tapes are played at the same time. That was cool. I liked the tapes playing at the same time, even though it made the classic like action movie mistake of the quick cuts for everything they were doing. They're like, cut to the, you know, the briefcases on the table. Cut to them opening the cases. Cut to them pulling the tapes out of the cassettes. Like you know what I mean? Just like kept cut, 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 play. <laughs> Way too many cuts. It's like could have been one motion there, guys. <laughs> Yeah, usually uh, bad guys in movies reveal their plans to us. Yeah, but they why didn't. couldn't Valak have monologued? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie, that didn't. I feel like it landed on me better in theaters, but at the end of this movie, where it's the whole like how we beat the demon is we know its name so we can get control of it. Oh yeah, that's that's always a super lame solution. And then we'll just Viga Femera like stuck to the wall, being like, "I know your name, demon." 
and it's Valak. Yeah. You, may the <laughs> you may be keeping me to this wall, but I know your name, bitch. <laughs> yeah, the, the final boss battle is like two minutes. Yeah, the, it, it, that's the best way to call it. It's the final boss battle, and it's anticlimactic, like, well, you know it, its name. You win. <laughs> I feel bad for poor Vic trying to get in the door. Like he's he's chopped it down some, and Lorraine can squeeze through. And he's like, "No, Lorraine, no, no, Lorraine, let me." And he tries to like get in, and he can. He's like, "Oh, fat ass!" And he just <laughs> goes back to chopping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, son of a bitch! I, I gave these about people that. a home. I can't. <laughs> yeah, they like blew up their house too. Yeah. <laughs> well, the demon did. Well, yeah, Janet. <laughs> Janet. I want to know what their direct neighbors thought of the whole situation. Oh, yeah, because it's like a townhouse. Yeah, it's like, like, it's a, like connected yeah, to... Yeah, it's like a tall and skinny townhouse That's a thing. good point, actually. And we never see their, her connecting neighbor side of the story where they're just laying in bed listening to shit being thrown around. Just like, oh, just classic neighbors, you know. <laughs> it's like your Irish accent. I, I from, almost went into it. Last week. Stop <laughs> <laughs> for the morning, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious what your favorite scenes are because, like... My my favorite one is when they're on the swing set. And oh, and they're having the heart-to-heart? Yeah. Aww. And then when Janet goes, I'm just so tired. And then she's like, crying. You're like oh, my God. Yeah, that was actually. That was very good. I was going to bring that up. I had my notes that this is one of those movies where, while they weren't necessarily the anchors of the movie, but bad child actors could have tanked this. And all of them, like all the siblings and everything, did really well. Even when it's the... The scene of not the stuttering brother, but the other brother that's like, do you remember what Mr. Warren said? It's a bully, and we can't let us bully us around. Like, that whole thing, it, it came across believable as what a kid would do. You know what I mean? Like, it just well well acted by small children. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I did? When she, you know, she found someone who believed her. I married him. Like, oh, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> I liked, I liked the the yeah, the Patrick Wilson scene too of the you know this. Story. Oh, you've heard, yeah. Oh, you've heard this. Well, then story. that scene's funny because it's like you get a little Sherry moment there, and then it teleports us outside where uh, Lorraine is talking to Maurice. Oh yeah, and then he's Crazy like, and why Maurice. I care about this is my daughter died in a car accident, and I just want to know like, is she somewhere? <laughs> You're like, <Is> she? stop. <laughs> Stop being so sad for five minutes. <laughs> I have to wonder though, because at this time Patrick Wilson's just fixing things around the house, and I don't know if you remember this. That was the same shit he did in the first, the first one. Yeah, I a staple of this series is Patrick Wilson fixing household problems. So I hope in the third one we see him, you know, maybe like fix a water heater or like you know redo like some flooring or some carpet <laughs> him in the basement was scary i was just that about was. to say your tomorrow favorite scenes i really liked that scene coming where, out and he's like yeah. what is that and it was in the water yeah that was pretty scary i th- i think I, it's a weird scene but i honestly think my favorite scene just because it didn't go the way i thought it would would be the second night they're haunted which is uh, i think it starts with sleep talking but then it's um the bed shaking and like you know going up and down and they freak out and go get the mom and the mom's like berating them for the ouija board and then the dresser the bureau, drawer yeah. runs into the door and closes it and it's just them running out of the house like because i definitely thought that was going to play off as just another like oh these crazy kids lying to me about ghosts in their rooms i'm not having it my husband left me i can't buy biscuits yada yada yeah. yada ouija boards for real although she had already seen janet's bite marks too so i was like but your kid did get bit you saw that 
Oh no, the bit bite marks were um No The bite marks were was, when they go in then. No, the bite marks were when they go and get her. Yeah, and then she comes into the room and sees the Ouija board and she's well, like, she Really? Like, you guys are playing games? It's like, but the bite someone <laughs> I, I bet she's just yeah. like, Oh, that older sister of hers is just biting her. <laughs> exactly. Like that I was like, Okay, whatever. Okay, like you never bit Andrew. Okay, come on, Peter. I feel like we haven't commented on the uh, there's like the videographer in the first one. Or the guy helping with the lighting and yeah, the first one. Yeah, what happened but to then, the Asian sidekick? But then there's like a new sidekick. In this well, one. he's he's local. Oh yeah, they they He's local uh, talent. That was a I didn't like that joke. That didn't land with me when they're setting up the video equipment and it's like it's so Patrick lighten. Wilson struggling for like two minutes. Like, oh, wow. It's so small and so light. I was like, okay, we get it. It's like the cameras in the first movie weren't that big either, buddy. Like, you missed this joke. But I was sad to see that their assistant from the first one didn't make it to the second one. Yeah, I guess too. they couldn't pay for him to get to London, but that's true. I hope he comes back to the third one. Or my theory about the end of the first one came true, and that dude and the local cop went on like adventures together because they definitely had a dynamic that I wanted to follow. That needed to be its own spin. <laughs> a buddy cop, <laughs> exactly. The it's the classic like cop who doesn't believe in it, and then it's the paranormal investigator who's trying to prove it to him. <laughs> It's not the X Files <laughs> and action, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we we kind of jumped around a lot in this, and I know we, we already talked about the ending, but the ending being that they find out that Valak has been controlling this old man, and they shit's going crazy in the house, and uh, they're coming out and going, "I need my Bible! I need my Bible!" What's going on in there? I'm surprised she kept the Bible after carving the shit out of yeah. it. Yeah, and she it's, had those cool tabs too that have like the books that you oh can just yeah. flip to. That was nice. That was a nice Bible. Mm-hmm. Definitely cost a pretty penny, but it was ruined because uh, she carved through it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was so I was surprised she kept that. But I liked you talked about it a little bit. I liked that scene of Patrick Wilson going through the basement into the house and getting blinded by a pipe. So we like from his perspective, he's like seeing blurs and he's just throwing that crucifix everywhere, yelling Latin. Should be terrifying. Oh yeah. yeah. Can't see and you're in a very, very, very haunted house. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Wilson back of his head is just like, so this is how it ends. Well, like, <laughs> it's literally level one. Like he just got out of the floor. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just destroyed. He's like, ah oh. <laughs> oh, this is not gonna end well. <laughs> but yeah, then we get the he like crawls into the tent and uh gets scared by the crooked man. Which, like I said earlier, that that one did land because I knew what was happening. Hundred percent, you're like, okay, it's gonna pop out. Uh, the crooked man is gonna pop out. I did like how it like goes through the ceiling and pops out the other, and the other room. Well, yeah, and how it disappears from the um, the game as it spins. I, I liked that too. That was pretty. To be honest, though, if I was Patrick Wilson, as soon as it disappeared, I would have been like, oh shit. I've seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> just closes his eyes like oh shit <laughs> but yeah then he gets forced into the room got them dad reflexes catches um is it janet what did you say her janet name? yeah janet as she like i guess she was possessed so she was just gonna kill herself on the tree i, but see, I don't think that was the plan well, what was the plan because like, it just it seems like it is at this point going into killing since ed is there we're now killing ed 
And that was the vision too, is that thing spearing well, him. Was the tree, yeah, but I don't know. Was, yeah, I was a little confused. It was a little bit of a the nuns playing 4D chess. I'm playing checkers. I don't know what's yeah, going on. You're just not on <laughs> spiritual plane, bro. I know. I'm I just not there. The nun shot in the bedroom or wherever that room is was pretty creepy with it. Just sta- sitting oh, in the she window. Comes out of the corner. Yeah, just yeah. watching. That was pretty creepy. The use well of done. corners in this movie. That's a weird thing to say. But the use of corners in this movie was incredible and terrifying. Where so she's many... having the conversation and she's looking at the corner too. Well, that and just most of the time corners were completely black dark out. yeah i can't and i don't know if you guys had this fear but i was afraid of things i could like the corners in the rooms at night where oh, i was yeah. like I, anything could be there. i, could, I thought i saw see. something in one it was like their poster or whatever on the wall Yo, no yeah it was the guy yeah yeah and then margaret turns on her light and then yes. keeps it on it was that one yeah yeah, yeah i was like there's a that's probably intentional i had that too but i, I wrote it down of like when she kept the light on i was like Good on you, Margaret. Yeah. That's the play. <laughs> I was like, there's no way in hell after my sister has some demon like sleep talking thing. I'm just going to be like, yeah, let's turn the lights off and just snooze. <laughs> nope. I'm going to be up all night. <laughs> yeah. The Just how they blacked out all the corners and everything. Just in general, how it was filmed was very creepy without like their jump scares, obviously. But it, it I never felt like it fully relied on them mm-hmm. oh the one that got me was uh lorraine talking to bill in the chair and then when uh valley like puts its hand on bill's oh. shoulder was not expecting it at that moment yeah. like, oh my whoa yeah that one got me too but yeah it, overall it's just a, in general a scary movie and you know i we skipped over it but another scary part that like hit me in a weird way was uh, Patrick Wilson's Elvis impression. <laughs> yeah, I tried to bring us there. Terrifying. A little prematurely, I suppose. <laughs> so that was a guitar. It was their father's. Hadn't been playing forever. It was in tune. What? Also, horrifying. I loved the weird line of, yeah, when he left, he took all the music with him. It's like, oh, I know what you mean. No, like he nope, literally, literally took all the records. He took all the Elvis collection. It's like, why did he have an Elvis Elvis collection? You don't like the king? I love the king, but do the British people love the king? Everyone loved him. Okay. I'm just it baffled me. I thought it was going to be a Beatles thing for sure. But then he sang the whole song. That's honestly <laughs> what I wrote down in my notes. I was so baffled that he sang the whole I thought it was just going to be a you know, he sings like a verse and we're going to cut like to cut. another scene. Yeah. And then it's just like no, the kids join in. Mean, meanwhile, Lorraine's like melting. Yeah. She's like, if these kids weren't here, I would jump you. Oh, <laughs> I, the tension was there. They had good chemistry. I felt bad for the daughter. So they clearly spent Christmas with this demon infested family while their daughter's just chilling at home. And this was a really good. Another good part of the actress that was Janet where so like she was super close to their dad and so like she would listen to Elvis and loved it and she was actually getting emotional listening to the song like yeah. she could hardly enjoy it she wasn't singing along with it because she just like missed her dad so much yeah, reminded Janet, her of who she really was you're like oh my goodness <laughs> but true oh. it was sad yeah Janet Janet did really well I guess we didn't talk about the fake out where it's revealed that she had faked we kind of skipped over that she had faked one of the haunting things of her like throwing the chairs and stuff around to get the Warrens out of the house, Mm -hmm. which was like, you could kind of see that coming a little bit, 
but it was pretty effective. I liked her sitting on the couch kind of crying and just the, like, it, you know, it told me that if I didn't, they were he was going to kill you all. It landed. I thought that was an interesting plot point that seemed to land. Showed how smart the demon was. Yeah. Like, and we've been around a while. We talked about the uh, the <laughs> length, so it's over two hours. It's two in two hours and ten, right? Yeah, but that's with credits. So, oh, okay, it's like so two. it's probably like two two five. The uh, only part that seemed to drag was around that Patrick Wilson Elvis impression section. You know what I mean? Like that part, bringing everyone back in the house. Into the house. That's where it kind of slowed down a little bit cuz from the moment they find out she's faking it, it's straight to the end. Even though that's like I think it's like 20 minutes, but it's rock and roll like demon fast. Got to get my bible. I wish he played that song. Just so out of place, just some like epic metal riff. Just Elaine Warren <laughs> Biting demons, <laughs> getting her Bible. Thou shalt have no other gods before thee. <laughs> I tried. <to> <laughs> I tried to find. Um, I tried to find out or write down all the na- nicknames the demon had. It was like the Defiler, the Master of Snakes, or something. Oh no! It like, was a not, like it was like a not Esquire of Snakes. <laughs> it was like it was like a a mess cured snakes a or something. Snake charmer. Yeah, <laughs> but it had a it had a, a lot of very, surnames. Its resume very well well thought out. Yeah, how do we refer to it? It's just Valak, I guess, right? Yeah. Hmm. Miss, Miss Valak to you. Is uh. it? A, is it necessary? Does it? Are we assuming Valak's gender? Do we know what a demon's gender no, is? No, and we do know that it was just trying to be a nun to be blasphemous towards their religion. Which I didn't catch until the second viewing. But every time it would turn on music, it was like Christmas music mm-hmm. and things like that. I was like, "Ooh, it's being blasphemous!" Oh, I actually didn't. It's them. being blasphemous. Classic demon. Yeah. Ugh. You know what? Lorraine was right. They are worse than those families who lie about it. <laughs> Demons are the worst. Demons just are the worst. Uh, I mean, that's really the movie, though. You know, Lorraine. That's the Conjuring 2. Yeah, the Conjuring 2. You know, Lorraine learns that name and smites that demon, or I guess just sends it to hell. I mean, that's kind of unclear. We just kind of learn its name. And sends then, it back home to rest and recuperate. It's almost as if the demon was just embarrassed by its name. So, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I liked uh, last topic about the Valak thing and learning the name. I liked Patrick Wilson's quick wit riddle solving of the the old man giving. Yeah, it. didn't ask for it. You were given it when you were born, and it's with you till you die. And there's whatever. Your name. It's a name. Your name. Yeah, he can. What can't he do? He I was gonna say things. like you didn't ask for it. You know, it's like oh well, Christ salvation. <laughs> 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 and it'll be there till you're, you know. Like I thought you were going to say uh, gender stereotype. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. He's taking another direction. Still sticking with the Jesus juke. <laughs> it's okay. We were on two different wavelengths there. But it was both a joke. <laughs> but that is what I, I was like, is it the Eucharist? <laughs> like, you didn't ask for it. <laughs> I mean, you didn't ask for it. I mean, you're giving it. Like, all right. But yeah, like we said, that's Conjuring 2. You know, um, I highly recommend it. I think it's a movie that is both spooky scary but fun. You know, it's uh, the con- both Conjuring movies are just fun horror films. What it has that others don't 
is that the the uh, Warrens are actual characters, yeah, and they like interact and have the actors are good. They have chemistry, and it's not they're not cardboard cutting, and they have their own scenes that develop. Like even the first movie, where it's just between them developing them as characters, right? And then the family themselves being haunted are also portrayed as real people, right? Yeah, you know, like, it's very well done. That's something that sets those movies apart. Sympathize with them. Yeah, sympathize, sympathize. with them. And yeah, touching on what you were saying, the Warrens, they do a good job of just speaking with this tone and this dialogue of history between them that's not necessarily needs to be explained, that it's just very clear that this isn't their first rodeo, and yeah. you know what I mean? And it, I just like them so much. Yeah, and it makes you, you like want the demon to be gone and for them to help that family, but you're like, at the cost of the Warrens dying? Like, you're almost like, I don't know if I want them to help because then the Warrens might get hurt. Yeah, it's it's all around just a well done thing, and so like you know we usually do the how would you fix it, uh, you know I talked about a couple of things I would have gotten rid of London the music calling. and the music video, <laughs> yeah the music video, <laughs> um, I think I would have made I don't even know how you approach it though, but I would have made the Valak thing a little bit more clear cut of what the motive was. Because I feel like that still, I'm still lost what the game plan was there for Valak. And that could have been wanted. them struggling to put the Warrens in there for a longer reason. Right. Because them initially getting there is they were agents of the church. Okay, cool. That's kind of what they were in IRL. But then, like, keeping them there and then, like, what. Because them tying the Amtaville horror into that was was interesting. That was where the jump wasn't successful. Yeah, it it was weird because they did that successfully in the first movie, where, you know, the what was it, Bathsheba, the name of that witch lady. Like it was, it was pretty clear cut, simple. She just wanted to kill the kids as a part of like yeah. the sacrifice to Satan. You know, just classic witch stuff. And so that kind of tracks, but. It, it, when it when it was the old men haunted the house, they set up it as like a mad spirit who's like, "Why are you in my house?" kind of thing. But once Valak got involved, it got a little murky. So I would have liked clarification on that a little bit more. I think it would have landed harder, and I also would have tried to not make the last boss battle is <laughs> weird. Yeah. Valak, little Valley Valak, <laughs> little demon ain't gonna do shit with your life. <laughs> Just stuck to the wall. Yeah. What kind of name is Valak? Huh? Oh, oh! All you can do is keep me up on this wall. You can't even <laughs> toss my husband out the window. <laughs> Stupid Valak. Dumb Valak. <laughs> but yeah, is there anything you guys would have changed? Nothing, John. Uh, I don't know. Do you have something? I mean, I would have taken Elvis' song out. Yeah. Uh, I think well, was, oh yeah. Yeah, that's pretty lame. I, I did laugh out loud. <laughs> Well, uh, Whose guitar is that? There is a guitar. <laughs> it was mainly just how long it went. I think if he had done the impression and done like a couple verses past that, and we would have just gotten that point across, and we could have cut away, and it would have been just classic Patrick Wilson. You just, you just a good guy. But it's weird when she said he took all the music out of the house, but he left his guitar. Touche. I mean, it was a little weird. Yeah, I think I would have liked <laughs> to have seen the Warrens' daughter play some a bigger role like somehow she, they bring her over what there if she had arrived at the end like kicks down the door and is like what's up valak <laughs> that's right i know your name i remember you from the first grade when you <laughs> bullied me on the playground <laughs> you've been following me my whole life valak <laughs> she's got a shotgun just <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do paddle me 
Mother Superior. <laughs> just, yeah, right. Just out of nowhere, turns into like a weird action movie. Just John Wick shooting up the place. Like, oh god. Calls her mother inferior. <laughs> I I would have like because the daughter's brought up and then she just vanishes. So I agree with you. I I think incorporating her again in some fashion. It would have been dangerous because you don't want to tread on the same thing that Conjuring 1 did, where it was the she was targeted and they had to go back and make sure she was okay. So, I don't know. It actually made me want to... This actually made me want to watch the uh, other Annabelle movies. Because, like, the most recent one's supposed to be a seek. Oh, I, I forgot what the timeline is. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's supposed to take place while they're in London. Are they James like, I think Wan? this is parallel to them doing this. Are they James Wan movies? I don't know if James well, Wan did the Annabelle ones. No, yeah, he just did the Conjuring ones. I think other directors did the spin I don't think James Wan's doing Conjuring 3, though. I may be wrong about that. Hmm. If he's not, that makes me nervous. Hmm. But we also didn't see Annabelle in this one, did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, you do. She At was the in end. the uh, glass thing, and it was like... Positively, absolutely, no hands yeah, on this do glass. Do not ever touch this. Oh, you're this. right. You're right. As he's like putting the crooked man toy on. Yeah, the, yeah. that's right. Which I liked because he had like he was the, touching it with the the napkin stuff. Yeah, he yeah. was making sure he wasn't touching anything. That was another weird fake out, though. I know we need to wrap up, but that was another weird fake out thing too. Of like while he's doing that, the music starts playing, and then it's just lorraine's playing because they're dancing and that's just that's another sweet sweet moment moment, but it starts from a place of like patrick wilson being like what the hell is that oh my god it's not over you know what i mean like he's like on edge suspicious no that's your smoking wife and then it's just the wife playing elvis records (laughs) so i I thought that was a little weird to dance with you man go on go on dance (laughs) puritan dance I would love it if they did like a Puritan dance, like hand to hand, like up, high five, like walk in a circle. You're like, oh. what's happening? <laughs> a teenage daughter who's like, Mike. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's oh. the jitterbug now, Mom. Yeah, but it's it's always nice when we do one of these movies and it's a movie we all recommend. I, I'm curious to think what. I know Zach watched it. I'm curious to think what Zach would have. He was scared. He did say scared because I misread his text as like he hated the well, movie. He did but say, he was a, duck this movie. Which made me think he hated it, but yeah. he was actually afraid of it. So that's good. That's, you know, it's nice to get that fourth confirmation of like, ooh, it's spooky scary. He also watched it at like 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. He was also a little, you know, he was feeling. He was feeling it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Just watch it, man. Yeah, just watch it. Yeah, James won me over. Yeah, definitely <laughs> worth. De- <laughs> Damn it, John. <laughs> definitely worth your free time. <laughs> So uh, remember, you can reach us at tmftpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tmftpodcast. Uh, we'll see you next week. We're probably going to do a couple more horror movies, and then All right. we're hoping to transition into some Star Wars before Rise of Skywalker comes out. But, I thought uh, it was a Thanksgiving theme. What? Name me Thanksgiving. We'll talk about this off mic. <laughs> yeah. Pilgrim's Progress. <laughs> That's not a Thanksgiving We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.